0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: We got a brand new episode of the Odds and End Zones podcast on the Blue Nation Radio Podcast Network. I'm your host, Seamus Clancy, Deputy Sports Editor of PhillyVoice.com, and I am joined as always by my co-host, Zoe? Zoe?
2: How's it going? All right. What's up, bro? Happy Thursday.
1: Happy Thursday.
2: We're recording on Thursday afternoon.
1: Yeah, early Uh, Thursday afternoon. I don't know when you're listening to this, but last day of work for the week for me. I'm off rarely, rarely off on the weekend, but off Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm going to be doing a little relaxing. Lots of bird stuff going on, busy the last couple of weeks. And then once the grind of the season's here, there's no stopping. Yeah, that's it, man.
2: Once, um, shoot, once Tuesday comes, that's pretty much it. Season is... And full swing. Thursday night football kicks off, and then tonight, um, you know, we have the
1: our Nittany Lions,
2: right? Our our (laughs) Nittany Lions are in action uh, at Purdue. We got a little, little West Virginia and Pitt action. This is like the official. So you know, we got Week Zero um, for all the degenerates, but now we get into like the official, official kickoff of. The college football season, which is always fun. So, why actually, it's coming at the perfect time you'll be off and you can just chill on the couch all weekend and watch.
1: Oh yeah, Saturday started, I'm just going really to be a couch game. potato, enjoy <laughs> some ice cold Kenwoods. Going to have a blast of a day. Been sleep schedule has been just. Oh, I get yeah. up at like I get up at like <laughs> six now for work. It's it's yeah. it's insane, but it's awesome. Like I, I'm busy, but just loving it and very thankful for the opportunity. Did you take anything this weekend. I thought we were going to start birds. You just want to start with college did, did you take anything this is a gambling podcast people forget yeah people
2: <laughs> i um you know what I, I was i was i generally didn't was scared to take anything um i i don't give week zero the kind of the kind of love as i as i should um so I'm, I'm i'm excited for tonight dog. i i took um i am taking penn state plus the points tonight and i took I don't know if I'm gonna to touch West Virginia pit, but um I feel like our Lions are are gonna uh they're gonna do their drillers tonight.
1: Shout out AAV. <laughs> I took Florida plus three at home versus a number seven Utah team. Florida's unranked. A little v- more of a vibes bet because yeah. as we'll discuss, the Eagles traded for Chauncey Gardner Johnson, formerly of Florida, obviously Howie it. Roseman. loves loves Florida players as a Florida alum
2: himself. My guy. So I I
1: did that, and I might throw some cheese on Ohio State minus seven and a half. Sorry for all my Irish Catholic brethren in South Philadelphia. Sorry. So,
2: um, you know, that's very funny that you did that uh, because Utah is one of the teams that, how do I put this? They're on fraud watch for some people. I was literally
1: going to say they are. They feel fraudulent. I was ready to say that.
2: They're very much on fraud watch for a lot of people nationally. So I, if if anything, this will be uh, the game. I know Florida. Florida has um, it's to normal. It's your typical Florida team. They're fast at all their skill positions. I mean, they got guys that come from. All over the place down there. Um, they have a they have a good quarterback.
1: The QB upside, he could be a future round one guy. I think.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. And they have
2: um, they have a couple of their, their secondary is good, so they won't be scared. That's for sure. They they're going to give Utah all they can handle. Um, that's going to be a goodie. It's, that's me. That's that's going to be probably I, I, I think up there for a candidate game of the week there because I I don't think Florida Florida is not going to be scared at all.
1: That's a true in the swamps vibe down yeah. the swamps at that stadium with yeah. the Labor Day weekend heat. You have these the dudes from Utah team. coming over. They I pumped the, they pumped the sound in. in.
2: They got those Wi-Fi, uh, those like, Wi-Fi boxes in the stadium where they pump yeah. the sound in. It's gonna be nuts. It's gonna You're be. You're gonna have, have all atmosphere. those
1: all those freshmen getting uh, lit yeah. up. Oriented. <laughs> it's Sylvus Week in the it's University Elvis of me. Florida. Ready to get lit up for the first game of your Florida career. There's no Friday classes. I think if I
2: read it, I think I read that there's no there's like no Friday classes. Like nobody even if knows. you're
1: scheduled to have class on Friday, there are no Friday. Yeah, boys. there's no Friday. <laughs> there's no Friday classes in general.
2: Class is done at three o'clock today. We're just, we're waiting for the youths to show up, baby.
1: And what do you think about uh, your prep boys at Ohio State? Obviously, CJ is a quarterback, but Harrison Jr. seems to be on all. Uh, be cons. yes he's oh, saying it on on harrison's senior trajectory i would he say is um he's a monster
2: man he is uh six three i think they said and like two something he's the dude is stout and he runs like a i think he's running like a four four um he is prototypical as they get and he's gonna he's actually gonna be really important for them they got they have their you know they they have um, you know Jackson's coming back, so he's their number yeah. one receiver. But um, Marv's going to be in the mix for that number two or number three spot, like early. So he's you know we'll we'll see him early against Notre Dame. Um, and then you know I I think that um, in general they just they're going to score a ton of points. And I, I actually I think that um, Kyle's going to be you know Kyle McCord is going to be in the mix next year. I, I think yeah. He's, I, this is part of the reason that he stayed. Like, we're also a recruited podcast, so I know that a lot of people, a lot of our Penn State buddies, were wondering if Penn State would come after him after last year when C when uh, you know when CJ Stroud won the job. But I just think that he stayed because it's the level of competition. Plus, he's got a chance to literally come in next year and and win the job. He should. It should be his job next year. Yeah. That, like obviously, TJ Stroud is going to be the depending on who you like between him and. um and whoever else, but he's probably going to be the number one pick in the in the draft. There's so much. There's so much drama here because if the Saints get the number one pick, it could be the Eagles' pick, and if uh, Jalen Hurts isn't the guy, which would absolutely suck, then the Eagles could be in the mix for a quarterback number one. CJ Stroud could be our quarterback next year. So yeah, all that stuff in the mix, but I think that um, our our guys out in uh, Buckeyeville are going to have a good season for sure.
1: That receiving duo, dare I say, gives me some vibes of 2019 LSU Tigers, yeah, with Jamar good, and man. Justin Jefferson, where one goes top 25 one year, yeah. other one goes top ten the next year, and those guys are immediately in the conversation for the top five, seven best receivers in the NFL. They are they are
2: very, very even like, like the guys that left, the way they talk about them. Are like oh yeah like those like those dudes are going to be probably the best in college football like and those dudes were, were considered some of the best in college football, but and they immediately were like yeah those like they're they are it um, I, I think that it's interesting because um, I think you look at certain schools and who they pump out like if you need a wide receiver you're gonna go look at all right who's Who's Ohio State pumping out this year? You know, like like we're gonna go right to Ohio State. Like if you need a, if you need a D lineman, you're gonna look at who who's the SEC pumping out this year. If you want to O line, you're gonna look at what Big Ten team is pumping out like this year. You know what I mean? Like I just feel like they are one of those schools where you know automatically who to go for, like for a specific need. And it's just receiver. Receiver is just like, it's just like cake for them. Like they just, it's every day. Every day, every year, all they do is reload a receiver. It's crazy.
1: I wanted to be known to everyone out there that this is a pro Harrison family podcast. Yeah, <laughs> have never thrown shade on any members of the family Ever. or anything they, with uh, their life entail. So I want to make that a true statement and get as that true, out of the way. As We're true saying. as can be. Like we yes. are, we couldn't be more pro Harrison family on this pod. I had a new Gatorade flavor this week I wanted to discuss. As oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I like yeah. this little uh, little bit we got going. So,
2: shout out to our guy Trey.
1: Trey is a, is a Gatorade fiend. I love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think he is an Eagles convert. Yes, that seems to be the case. Good for him. He, I think
2: he said that
1: um we play you, a non-significant role in that. Yeah, you asked him, Max. Yeah, we we I, I like the thing that we play
2: actually a pretty big significant role with that. And you, I remember you asked him, and he said that he was all in. So. So that's cool. Good for him. Yeah. am we can we always need more people on the boat. So that's that's cool. Um yeah, so you I know that he shouted you
1: out cuz he got a new flavor this week. So I got we last week we talked about the Gatorade Fit, yeah. which seems like a more immediate post-athletic situation, deathly hungover one, where it's more watery but uh more pure hydration than great taste. I had the Gatorade yeah. Fit, it was cherry lime. And I was pretty excited about it, and it was okay. I'd say it really just tasted like a more watery fruit punch. And fruit punch All is right. probably my least favorite of the classic flavors. I guess you'd say the classics are uh, fruit punch, lemon lime, and orange. That would be my least favorite of those. Like OG three,
2: I would. That so was okay. I would say in general, in general, with juice flavors fruit punch takes is like my my tier one. Okay, uh, but interesting you mentioned that I've I've never come
1: around fully on the Gatorade fruit punch though. Does that makes yeah. sense? Like, um, you want the but, fruit punch like water thing, like they have right. in Mister Deeds, right? Yeah, yeah, Hawaiian Punch Fountain right? Exactly. So, um,
2: so I would have to agree. I I, I think that um, you know again fruit punch is my is typically my favorite, but when it comes to Gatorade, it 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 kind of trails behind the rest. But I'm I'm actually um, excited to try it out. So uh it's actually, and I actually will give you a uh since we're since we are also a food podcast, I will give you <laughs> an update. Um last night uh I tried the chicken sandwich from um uh Love and Honey? Was the, no, it wasn't, it was um Wingstop. Is it a chain? Was Wingstop. Wingstop. I
1: yeah. was Meach tweeting about that? And then you Meech bought it. Tweeted about it, and okay. it, um,
2: he he got the. I think he got the. Um, I forget which one he got, but you can get it. So this is not. This is actually not a bad marketing idea. You can get the sandwich dipped in any of their favor, any of their sauces. Okay. So I think he got the. I forgot which. I forgot which one he got, but I just got the buffalo one. My so they give you a ton of pickles. You get like seven pickles on the sandwich. I'm a pickle feed. Pick. Yeah, I'm going to turn it into that. it. I think you'll appreciate this. Okay. My biggest critique is the in the transition from the sandwich being dipped in the sauce and then on the bread. Yeah, it almost things get a little soggy. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. Totally. So like, there's no patent. Like crisp. You know, like it gets it it gets things just get it gets lost in translation. Like the the idea is great. It's a perfect idea. I think it's an amazing idea that you can get it dipped in all their sauces. And I'll probably get it again just to try it. But at least in the in the lexicon of the Buffalo one, it'll get you got to prepare for it to be a little bit a little bit just like soggy. So I I would am giving I would definitely like I would get like I said, I would get it again in different flavors just to see if it's that's with everything. But I think the pickles, the pickle idea was great. You get like seven of them. I'm a huge pickle guy. Like, yeah. Did you order
1: delivery or did you pick it up and eat it there? I don't know. I I've never been to Wayne's. i picked it up. My
2: so um my uncle lives uh right off Southampton in the Boulevard. So there's a okay. Buffalo Wild Wings near him. I mean in Buffalo Wild Wings and a wing stop near him. So um we just got it. He, he takes actually. This is a, I'm gonna plug this too because this is a terrific idea. Do it. Um, he takes my cousins out to a bunch of restaurants near them, and they do this thing called busting or disgusting. So like if it's good, Ooh. it's busting. Right. If, it's, if they don't like it, it's disgusting. So they did. They did faux the other night. Um, they did. They've done like Mexican food the past couple of nights. It's actually super super cool like that idea, uh, which yeah. I really think is cool. So, um, so they're gonna do they're gonna do Wing Stop tonight. they so I'm anxious to see what they think about about the sandwiches they get. But I I I think that uh I encourage everyone to try it. I think everybody should have their own opinion on on stuff like that. So try it and at me, let me know what you think. Shout out to shout out Meach because he I know he tried it too and he was a big inspiration for it. Um so let us know what you think, man. Gatorade,
1: food. We are a sweetie pie. <laughs> what are we going to do? You know. Speaking of food and drink, I know a great place and a great time for you to enjoy some local beers, some great food, all in the comfort of the great city of Philadelphia. I'm talking about Liberty Grounds on 1600 West Girard Ave, where Zoe and I will be doing the second ever live podcast. Four Odds and End Zones at Liberty Grounds Thursday, September 15th. First true, true Thursday night football game of the season on Amazon Prime. It'll be the Eagles will, for Eagles fans, they're probably assuming, will be 1-0 yep. going into Monday night football against the Minnesota Vikings. We all know what happened the last time Vikings were here <laughs> for a night game on national TV. And we'll also now will never be the return of said Jalen Reger to Philadelphia. Lots of juice keep gets keeps getting added to that game.
2: I love that. I love I love that juice going into that game. I love that uh we'll be coming off probably a week one victory against the Lions. The Lions team is, albeit uh at least looks, if hard Knocks has to say anything about it, at least looks to be improved and will play tough, but Um, I think the better team will prevail and, you know, we'll come in 1-0 and that'll be a very, very, very fun Monday night. And then the 15th, man, I'm super excited. I think that um, one of the things that they, that Liberty Grounds is is good at is it's just their, they know their space. So their promotions are, are really cool, Like they've already, you know, they're in the, in the span of promoting it. They've already said, like, what you can sign up for. They, you know, they're going to have cool giveaways and stuff like that. Like, I think that they um, they do a great job of knowing uh, their space and kind of their audience, so it'll be fun. I think it's, it's going to be a really, really fun night.
1: Yeah, man. The food was really good. And even if you're just – if you bring, like, a date or your partner or just your yeah. friends, you could hang around before and after with – just showing up the bar watching sports, which that's kind of what this podcast is about is enjoying sports and crushing some brews. And then the whole mini golf downstairs, it's a nine hole one. It's quick, it's short, has a Philly theme. They also have darts and uh, cornhole. Me and, and Ash cornhole. played there the one yep. time. They have like a lounge set up with TVs down there. It'll be sick. There's a bar downstairs, obviously the main big bar upstairs. It's gonna be great, man. And hopefully that's a that's a great connection. We could collab in the future too.
2: They actually have um this is crazy too they actually have a mini golf league so, yeah um for anybody who for anybody who shows up on the fifteenth and interested, they'll be more than happy to talk to you about it but um yeah, I'm excited for a lot of people to see the space i know I know many of us um have driven past wondering what it was or how it was, but i' uh, I'm really 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 pumped for everyone to see the space and kind of talk to these very nice people. They're really, really cool partners of ours. So um, excited for this, excited for what the future brings. It sounds like, um, you know, they would certainly welcome us back for more. So we just got to blow this one out.
1: Yeah, so if you like the pod, if you like us, want to hang out, watch some ball, talk some ball. Talk some maybe for there, you can hop in and give a take on the pod. Please come out. It'll be a great time. We did a live pod last year at Mitchell Ness. Maybe collabing with them again at some point this season. We'll see about that. in talks. But Liberty Grounds, two weeks from today, dude, it's Thursday. Two yeah, weeks. Isn't that crazy?
2: It's two, already weeks from, two weeks from today. It's September 1st already. Two weeks from today we'll be at Liberty Grounds having a blast. I've gotten some confirmation that some very, very, very special guests will be in the building, one of whom – um, you know the the pride, <laughs> the uh, Hoagie King of Philadelphia. Um, it's going to be a very exciting night.
1: I, and I did an article this week on Philly Voice. Uh, I guess it was Tuesday, doing an immediate Twitter reaction roundup to the Gardner Johnson trade, which we'll talk about too shortly. And just just getting the immediate reactions, like you No know, Mina Kimes and Bill Barnwell, but then also doing our Knit with friends from Twitter. Shows I'd have to give like weird descriptions. Of these people I was like, Philly, tw- Philly Twitter influencer Jeff McDevitt knows that Gardner Johnson is bringing some uh vibes to, to this team. And then I referred to Fink as Hoagie Maestro Eric Fing. <laughs> that's good, oh, that was good.
2: good. Oh,
1: Hoagie Maestro, that's, that's actually- a great that seems like he should have a shirt that says that he needs a
2: smock. Or a shirt that says holy my show on
0: it. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N 29.com
1: You want to talk about the traits?
2: Let's talk about them.
1: Can you not see me on the screen while I'm doing some work right here? No, I can see you. Okay, cool. I didn't know if that goes away. Nah, Multitasking, yeah. bro. Love it.
2: I mean it's what you gotta do, man. I, I mean, I think in your now in your world, it's your world 24 You could how we could be pulling another trade as we speak. So
1: dude, Some uh I don't have a car. Uh I sold my car a couple of years ago because it yeah. just really made no sense. I live in the city, I'm doing a lot of shit and stuff like that. I remember
2: time. I remember when you did that. I remember when um wasn't it? it was the greatest chose? move I've ever done.
1: My car was having problems. Dude, I, there was something wrong with like the hubcap. Okay. And the one tire needed to get air put in there once a week. Okay. So yeah. I drove like three times in a week. Then yeah. I have to go to the Sunoco and fill up and get quarters and fill it up. It was just such a pain in the ass. Yeah. So, but it's, it's hard sometimes now when I was working from home a lot. Now I'm going in the NovaCare sometimes. Yeah. So what I've been doing is for those afternoons there. I'd take an Uber down there. Okay. for like 15 bucks and then get yeah. ash to pick me up when she's done work and then just kind of say hey it's 750 each way to make it easier whatever it is but i'm in the uber yesterday yesterday being wednesday down there you know about to talk to practice soon charlie gardner johnson was going to speak he did talk to the media after the after practice saw a little bit of the warm-ups but when i'm in the uber did he practice, did he,
2: practice? He,
1: did practice. he practiced okay. nice. when i'm in the uber I get the notification that the trade is happening. I was like, of course, when I can. I was like, did I need to get on my laptop and put a hotspot on my phone and do that? So I'm calling Jimmy Kempsey, also some brand synergy of the main primary BGN radio show. That guy. So it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. But that's (laughs) that's part of the grind. And so we got that article up there. Chauncey Gardner, Gonson trade. Uh, I was just home for that. And we got on that news pretty quickly. But the regular one was such a WTF because we all thought it was going to happen. On Tuesday during roster cutdown day, obviously there was ample opportunity to trade him at some point before the season, but the week after cutdown, just seeing how different rosters shake out, and that's actually what happened. I I read, um,
2: and it might have been a it might have been just a, a normal league reporter saying like tid tidbits that that they picked up was that they had actually been shopping rigor all, all season and yeah probably, I'm you know, not and, and super just, surprised right and just waiting for the right the right time to you know to, to pull the trigger. I, I feel like um I feel like it's it's a it's almost like a um like a Tobias Harris situation where like you don't you're not gonna you're not gonna outwardly say we're shopping the guy, but like <laughs> everybody who calls like, yeah, you can have this dude. You know, like so I, I think it was one of those things. Um so I'm, I am not surprised at all. I'm not, I'm not surprised. I know what he's what, how he said, but GM speak is GM speak. So I'm not, I wasn't surprised at all. I was surprised that the great return, I mean, as, as has been uh, widely reported, they've got more back than the Cowboys got back for, um, for Mari Cooper. But yeah.
1: Dallas uh, weeps, sucking up those tears. Dude. Like,
2: I, I, I mean, come on, man. Like asset management, you gotta be good at something. <laughs> so, like, and if if you know you're getting rid of a guy who happened to lead your team in receptions the year before, get you know get the get the premium for him, and then you look at what what how we got for Rager, and like, I mean, you you get, it's hard to be upset at any of these moves.
1: In a vacuum, drafting a guy with a top twenty five pick, and then trading him two years later for two day three, two day three picks not great really yep. it's it's not great yep. it's it's a blemish on his evaluation as a drafter which we all know
2: oh yeah yeah but yeah. given everything
1: that's happened in the you know almost 30 months since that draft pick this is tremendous value and again this is just the the howie quandary right he's been doing great mm-hmm. lately over the last two years of rebuild this roster but it was in such dire shape because of some of the issues that he created. He He goes in cat in the hat mode, causes a huge mess. The parents are coming home. He does the tidiest, quickest cleanup ever.
2: (laughs) Well, I think um, it is a, you're very well within your rights to say, and I think the the way it should be framed is he did a great job cleaning up a mess that he 90% created. So, he he deserves the credit for having an amazing offseason. He also deserves the you know the blame and the vitriol for what led to the roster shape leading up to this. All very all true. Like we shouldn't be arguing about anything, like because those are all factual points. I'm sure at some point Jeffrey Lori sat him down and said, Look, this is your mess. You need to clean it up. And I trust you to clean it up. You know, and that's that. Like and he did. He cleaned it up. They have by all accounts, what most in the league are saying is now a top three or four roster. Like he did an amazing job this summer, but also it was a lot of the stuff that he did was due to the fact that he had to clean up previous previous milk spills. So I mean, what are you going to do? Like I, I just think that um, now we move on, and now as we say in the business, now you get judged for everything you do from this point on. So this is a this is your roster again. Whatever, whatever happens to to this team and this roster moving forward, is on you.
1: It's essentially like he got the same yeah. return for Rager as he gave up for Chauncey Gardner Johnson. Yeah. So, and then also, if you do a little bit of transitive property of trades, talking about some uh, algebra two, all at uh, old seventeen thirty three Westerard Ave. That was, uh, you know, they kind of traded J Jaw for Chauncey Gardner Johnson. Who got that, cut, all. by the way? He's, he's back on the practice squad, but he's, in, <laughs> he's back on the practice squad. Uh, we want to clarify. I was at the press conference yesterday, yesterday Chauncey Gardner Johnson's first practice in Philadelphia, talked with the media afterward in the auditorium at the NovaCare complex. A couple of the DB sp- spoke. He likes to be called either CJ or CD. Now he can be called whatever he wants. His teammates and call whenever whatever it's whatever. Right. I think CD, little much like CD Lamb, and he's kind of the primary guy in the division. And if you said CD to me for an yeah. NFL player, I'm gonna think him. But I like yeah. CJ, I think oh, I named okay. this podcast. I called him. I called him CJ Gardner Johnson in this. I think. C. I don't know C. if he's. All
2: right. I also he's not
1: a he's not a Chauncey guy. Which he's not a Chauncey I, guy. I,
2: okay, that's fair. I I, I you're, think you're not an Alonzo guy. I'm not I'm not Alonzo. Guy. <laughs> See? I love my I love my name. I love my name to death, but I'm not an Alonzo guy at all. Um, so I, I I totally I totally understand where he's coming from there. Um, I also think that his Twitter name is fun too. It's CD It's probably, probably where CD comes from, but yeah. Um, I think that CJ CJ works, uh, and and it's funny because this is. In a city where we love nicknames, I think that it's great that he picks his own. We should have more of that.
1: T-Bone. <laughs> hey, T-Bone. <laughs> I, had, I transcribed some quotes from him from yesterday and some other DBs working on an article for phillyvoice.com. Yeah. This is what he said about the short turnaround from kind of getting traded less than two weeks before the week one matchup in Detroit. And he's saying, hey, I'm a ball player. Just football. Been playing it since I was six years old. Coaches have been A1. Players have been A1. They've been helpful. First day of practice, I was out there flying around with the guys. Got some reps. Got some reps with the ones. Got some two reps. Everything felt natural. Everything felt like I was back in high school, middle school again. Darius Slay gassing me up, talking about his swag, talking about his energy. Avante Maddox mentioned multiple times that he has that dog in him, which I'm sure you'd love. And it just feels like one of those things that's... The antithesis of the dream team thing, where they're just getting star names and building those up. Whereas I think these guys that they've been getting the last two years, and especially this offseason, are not just talented, but cultural fits as well.
2: Yeah, and these and they're younger. Um, yes,
1: yes. It's not guys end of prime, right. then you realize the past prime. Right, all past those prime, things. right. Yeah, these are
2: guys who are uh, younger and – guys who also in some form or fashion have, uh, you know, still have a lot to prove, you know, Jalen Hurts, a lot to prove, you know. Um, Named you know, captain
1: for the second year. Did you right. see the captains came out? Yeah. yeah. It was offensively Jalen Hurts and Jason Kelsey, both holdovers from last year. Both Lane last Johnson year. going into Lane year 10, I believe. First ever year as the Eagles captain. You have Brandon Graham, who's been a captain in the past. Fletcher Cox has been a captain in the past. And yep. newly, cornerback Darius Slay coming off his first Pro Bowl campaign in Philadelphia. Imagine telling me in, like, September of last year that Slay <laughs> would be a captain the next year. I'd be like, you got to be – are you asking with me right now? I would have been like, no effing way. No effing way. Swag. Uh, and then – in, uh, in Swaggy's
2: voice, literally, literally your
1: boy. Yeah, that was – he was really in that, I think of – Wilbon and Kornheiser obviously are, are idols in a way. They would call each other your boy if yeah. one of the other <laughs> ones hated the, hated the guy. So he was definitely my boy then. And then we also have Jake Elliott, uh, the special teams rep. As he's, uh, me and my buddy would joke he's a close personal friend of the program, one of my closest friends from college. Actually, one of my closest friends and another kid I was close with in college. They both went to high school with Jake. Oh, so, that's awesome. Yeah, so one dude played baseball at Penn, was okay. boys with Jake. Like another one of my friends was like, hey, do you want to go out to the hockey game tonight or go to the Flyers yeah. game? I got text. He's like, cool if my other friend comes too. And He was like, yeah, yeah. And he just shows up and his other friend was Jake Elliott. He Is runs Jake to the Elliott. <laughs> and then another boy was on the football team too, played guard, started a few years at Penn obviously played football with yeah. Jake in high school. And he showed me some old pic that he had of Jake and him together. They got to be in like seventh, eighth, ninth grade whatever. And it's this kid. I don't want to say his name. I don't want to say these guys in case it yeah. gives him any trouble. But obviously it's Jake. He's stabbing Jake with a Halo 3 energy sword. <laughs> <laughs> and I can never find the picture again. I'm so mad. I don't think he – I asked him once and he didn't send it to me. I don't think he wants it out there. Uh but just hilarious. <laughs> and it gives you some nice insight that uh, a guy can be a kicker and yeah. still have some personality there. You gotta
2: have pizzazz, man. I think that's what makes him so good. Sometimes kickers can be very stoic. I think we're probably gonna have a stick, a, a kicker incident tonight during the college football games because we always do
1: but like Motley losing his mind for right, Motley kicker missing a 38 losing, yard field goal. Motley
2: literally ripping South Philly in shreds before the game's over. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think, um, I, I think that it is, it's cool to have personality. And I think, I think it goes back to the the G team antithesis because I do think that this is a team that still thinks they have a lot to prove. Um, and, it goes, Those guys
1: smelt themselves too much and had this level much. of arrogance. Way and I think much. there was this mercenary vibe where every guy wanted to get their contract, one of their stats, one of the boost, all that stuff. Whereas this, it's easy to say in August, right? It's, it's September right. 1st. It's easy to say this stuff in the off season. And I wasn't covering the team then. I was going to my senior year in high right. school. Right. Being around the team the last few years as a writer, a content creator, or a media member more so now, energy is just totally, totally different.
2: If this team fails, it won't be because they didn't believe. I think there's too many leaders on this team, too much yeah. personality to to let it turn into a him versus him type locker room. I, I just think yeah. that if they do, you know, if they don't achieve the goal they want to achieve, which is ultimately a Super Bowl, at least a Super Bowl berth, it, it'll be because you know either the you know the, the injury guys did that get, didn't look down kindly, or you know just serendipitous things that work out the way they should be. But I, I don't think that personality would be, would be an issue. I, I think that this is a team that um, truly wants to fight for each other. I think that they are, um, in some ways, tired of hearing about the yeah, but I, I think when people mention the Eagles, the yeah, but is always Jalen Hurts. Like, oh, like what? Like, yeah, but you know, yeah, but oh, okay. yeah, I saw this something. Of- it was
1: like who has the best roster besides quarterback and the Eagles were right. number two on Sunday right. Night Football right. NBC's interim account. And I was It's just, there's, <laughs> I'm not saying he's earned all the respect in the world in terms of just on the field, off the field for sure, but it's really, the season comes down to him and we've said this before. I've said it on From the bleachers, written it. He doesn't need to be Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, even Joe Burrow for them to not just make the playoffs to go far in the playoffs too, you know, really, really contend, He just needs to be, I think, 15% better than last year, right. a little bit of more accuracy, a little bit more variety, which in training him so far at least, he's attacked the left side of the field and over the middle of the field where I really, really think they're going to thrive this year with Goddard over the middle, yep. those dynamic A.J. Brown slants over the middle and racking yep. up that yak. Uh, I'm, I'm a believer. I'm a believer. I've been a believer because I like his attitude. I like his vibes. I like the way the team rallies around him. It's yep. this juxtaposition with the Foles versus Wentz versus Hurts where, the you know, in the vacuum, the most talented guy didn't really click with everything else going on. But the other guys had intangibles that lifted their play in certain situations, even if they weren't the biggest pure arm talent out there.
2: And some of those guys –
1: they have to be they're
2: great obviously terrific quarterbacks they have to be who they are out of necessity like joe burrow doesn't have the eagles defense behind him yeah him and him and jamar chase have to score 36 points a game we're not asking jalen hurts to score 20 points a game like if these if this offense averages 17 points a game they're going to win games 17 14 17 10 sometimes 17 7 like the defense isn't—it's not, you know, uh, next best we've ever seen in a decade. But it's, I, I do think it's going to be one of the ones where you're going to have extremely tough times scoring against them, especially if they have a lead. Like we've seen—we've seen good defenses and how they play when they have a lead. You—you—you you, you give that front seven, and you know that that uh back core a ten-point lead. I assure you, they won't lose it for you. That's how they're built.
1: Yeah, maybe getting a little ahead of ourselves, but I, I look at week two this year as this turning point or, or pivot situation for this team. Mm-hmm. Vikings are a pretty good team, I think. I think they can make the postseason. I probably think I would pick them to make the postseason. They're going to be yeah. better offensively, I think. Than yeah, they I would, team. yep. That's going to be the game when you think of the way 2017 unfolded, where every lucky fumble bounce, every tip pass, every quarterback hit that led to an Aaron throw – every pass that should have been dropped or picked off was caught or an incompletion, if we start seeing those plays and they're on national TV and they can get out to this 2-0 start and have some soft games before that, before the bye, we're going to really get that feeling whether this is 2017 or is it 2014.
2: Right. Uh, and, and, you know, sometimes it's in life, really, and especially in sports, sometimes it's better to be lucky and just be good. So, uh, yeah, you can, like you said, like if the ball bounces their ways um, more than more than one time, if a guy slipping is just a tweaked ankle and not a torn ACL, like all that stuff matters, you know, like.
1: Yeah, throwing the ball off a safety's knee and your second receiver catches it and you get a field goal after that. That's yeah, right. better to be lucky than good is, is a great way of saying that. And I think the 2017 Eagles were equally so in some ways. And, and and really the other the other part of it is, um, you know, we
2: haven't talked a ton. It just tells you how different the the season already is, right? I feel like last year we talked the time, but like this year, we've hardly mentioned Sirianni and and the coaching staff because, I, I, listen, the guy the guy certainly has t- t- taken the reins. It is his team. I, I much respect to him. Much respect.
1: Being down there and interacting with him a little bit and talking to the team and seeing the energy, I was a little iffy on Sirianni last year. I didn't think necessarily. I didn't really give a crap about the press conference. I was like, Doug Peterson's press yeah. conference got crapped on even more than this. I really, did, think. yeah, I remember, and yeah. And he won the he Super really Bowl did. two years later. Like, I don't, I don't really care about. that. Yeah, people thought he was but, an idiot. Remember like, yeah, were like, oh, that? Yeah, people thought
2: this guy's, this guy's doesn't have, is a dunce.
1: And I wrote an article last year saying that Sirianni could be a one and done, and people freaked out, but it was more so that he wasn't this entrenched guy. He wasn't this next McVay vibe with him. That doesn't mean he can't be that, but that wasn't his background when he was brought here. And he was kind of tied to Jalen Hurts. And if it was a situation where Hurts truly was bad last year, and he certainly wasn't that, but if he was bad and Sirianni's there and he seems like a lame duck situation and the Eagles had a top five pick and wanted to tr- draft a quarterback or something like that. It reminds me of say like the, the 2019 Cardinals where they're firing the coach, they're trading their first round pick quarterback. They took the year before just to restart the clock. Cause you don't want to be in a middle ground. And this, this organization is very smart about the the time where you can build a roster, or the, the contract situation of a quarterback on a rookie deal, those types of things. So it wasn't really about that. I, you know, Call it what it is, the the flower planning thing. Thought I was like, dude, what what the hell are you saying? Dude, just, <laughs> like sometimes better to say nothing than say anything. But it was a turnaround. You could say it's a schedule, but you have to give the credit to him. You really, really do. And he won't be the primary play caller this year. I think he wants to have his hands in more facets of the team, and you could tell that down there, uh, you know, kind of speaking more about the defense than you would have thought initially, especially it's a, it's a big – change from the Doug Peterson, Jim Schwartz era, where Jim Schwartz was almost head coach part two and just everything was defense for him. Everything was offense for Doug. This is not a hot take because it it was, it's been a take
2: way before. um, I've, I've mentioned it, but um, I am one of those people who thinks that if this defense performs the way that we all hope it does, that Jonathan Gannon is probably the next sexy name on the list for head coaches next year. which is cool. I, so I mean, we all we all want them to have success. So I, I think he definitely gets poached though. If for college or for NFL, if if the defense is is stout like we like we hope it is, I I just think that he um you know how quickly that that world turns. I think he
1: definitely would be one of those guys. Yeah, get Darian's brother in here to be the new defensive coordinator. Abs Yo, good. Abs- I don't know his name offhand, so I did, I did about a price pressure. increase. Yes, yeah. sir.
2: Our guy for sure. Uh, Yeah, the Broncos don't need him.
1: So yeah, yeah. Anything else? Got a hard out soon. Um, Any other plays you're doing this weekend? You want to list off any other? You know, regular trade we talked about. We got a trade.
2: Um, So real quick, I like Georgia plus the points over in Oregon. Um, I think uh, officially taking Ohio State. Over Notre Dame. That'll be that's gonna be a really, really good game, though. Ohio um,
1: State just straight up or minus 17. I'm right? gonna
2: take them straight up. I don't know if I okay. like them uh, minus Oh, yeah, 17. yeah. I'll take them, I'll take them straight up. And um, I think that's it, man.
1: Those are those are where I think Cincy, Arkansas could be decent matchup. That's three yeah. thirty on Saturday. ESPN yeah. is running through the schedule now. I really yep. love that the way they've been doing Monday games during that. Yeah. Right off Labor Day, before the NFL is taking over Monday Night Football, so that'll be 8 p.m. Monday. We'll be Clemson at Georgia Tech for the sponsored Chick Fil A kickoff. Obviously, we're not a Chick Fil A podcast. We have other other chicken chicken providers we we are uh, we are in on.
2: There's a um, there's a Florida State game Monday too. I think. Florida oh, State. I'm only
1: looking at the top 25. Okay. So yeah, if I'm course. looking at F- <laughs> FBS, I can see more. So, yeah, and then Sunday is. Sunday night, which is really nice. Florida LSU. They're both on rank, but prestigious programs. at seven thirty yeah, on ABC. That'll be fun. Shout um,
2: it, it It's gonna that can that game can go uh, either way, but I think that'll be it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a fun one to watch. Um, LSU's got LSU is quote unquote rebuilding, but um, you know we'll, we'll see what they look like. But I think that they are um, they're certainly going to score some points. They have. They have an offense that won't take much long to figure it out.
1: And again, we'll plug our live podcast two weeks from today. Already. Thursday, September 15th, Liberty Grounds, 1600 Westerard Ave. Zoe and I will be there. We'll have some of their great Twitter crew there, have some guests. Come here, come there, talk ball, watch some ball, have some drinks, have a nice lamb cheesesteak, and just have a blast and get ready for the Birds home opener.
2: Um, rice ricky sanchez.com says new letter. Um, yeah, fly the process part six. Uh, we are um flying down to San Antonio, ultimately San Antonio, uh, for in February for the uh Sixers and Spurs game. After which, we'll say hi to Brett Brown, he'll come say what's up to everybody. Um, so yeah, visit how Sanchez and com and. Um, check out the website it's actually a very very fun trip. it's probably gonna be our biggest one yet you going um so we're all super excited about it i i as of now i'm going um this is the kind of trip where uh seven months notice is is definitely needed so <laughs> it came out the perfect time Yeah. so um i think i, I am gonna try to go this year I, i've actually never been to yeah san antonio so even even just for that i'm like
1: All right, bro. We'll talk next week. Get ready for week one. We should be doing podcasts regularly on Thursday going forward. Some things come up, some things come up, whatever, but look for us in your podcast feed as always. Talk to you next week. We'll talk, bro. You know it.
2: Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do.